Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this episode of the Rocks Pile Rockies Report brought to you by RocksPile.com. My name is Kevin Henry, one of the co-experts for RocksPile.com. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for always uh, keeping up with the latest Rockies news on RocksPile.com. Today, super glad uh, to, to welcome in uh, the general manager of the Hartford Yard Goats, Mike Abramson. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, I am great. It was good to meet you in person at the winter meetings last year in Las Vegas and uh, looking forward to seeing you again in San Diego this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you somewhere other than Las Vegas because Las <laughs> Vegas is not kind to me. So, <laughs> yeah, Well, I, I understand that completely. And, uh, in San Diego, uh, we'll have a few more choices maybe to get outside uh, than we did there. So it's all good. Uh, well, hey, wanted to get you on to congratulate you, first of all, the 2021 Eastern League All-Star Game coming to Hartford. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. It, um, you know, it's something we've known for um, a little bit of time, and we had to sit on it until we, um, you know, made an overstated, uh, overhyped announcement uh, this past uh, Tuesday. So it's nice for everybody to finally know. And you know, I, I think we put a lot of work into that announcement and that big celebration. And then the very next day, you know, I, I woke up and I'm like, oh, geez, now we have to have an all-star game. So we, we had to go right to work. The crazy thing about hosting an all-star game is that it takes, I mean, I equate to roughly a third or a half amount of a season's worth of time and resources just to execute that thing because wow. it is so labor intensive and so heavy and it's such a spotlight moment that you want to be perfect and you want to be creative. And, you know, there's some revenue opportunities there as well. So we had to go to work right away and it's going to be a sprint for the next year and a half, but it's always worth it. So how do you balance that with just getting ready for the 2020 season and everything that goes into that on minor league schedule? Well, I mean, you, you just, you just do it. You know, that that's this, this job and this type of work. I mean, there, there are never enough hours to do all the things you need to do. And, you know, my biggest complaint with this type of work is you so often have to settle for good over great because there just isn't enough time to be great. Um, so you bring on traditionally bring on a couple of extra people who really just handle that thing almost uh, independently of the regular seasons. And, you know, in 2020, it won't be that big a deal. Once you get into 2021 and particularly, you know, the month before, one, once the players start to come into the mix yeah. and there's the housing and there's the families and there's the shuffling of players up and down and, and around the rosters, it gets super complicated. I mean, there's going to be a lot of late nights. You know, with, with everything that the Yard Goats have been through since their inception, is this kind of the crowning moment for the franchise, would you say? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it will be, you know, I, I just feel like we're so fortunate because we've had so many crowning yeah. moments, you know, to me, opening the ballpark obviously was the first big one. The final game of that first season, I just felt after four years of ducking and covering and, and telling everybody to just wait and see, that was the moment when I felt like, you know, no nobody could deny the fact that it all worked out and it worked out great. Um Last year, you know, when when we made our big peanut free initiative, that was something that was very important to me. That felt like a crowning achievement to me. And it's just the next thing. You know, I, I think one of the reasons we've been lucky enough to continue to be successful is we just keep finding that next thing that reinvigorates the fan base or keeps the conversation going. Um, so this is just the next thing. And, and that's so cool that you've got that forward thinking, you know, what is the next thing? What's to come? How do you stay motivated? How do you stay invigorated to try to find that next thing for your fans? Well, I mean, it, everybody here is the exact same way and we're pretty lucky. Um, I just, it, part of it's internal and part of it is just the knowledge that if you, when you start to suffer attrition, if you start to lose folks, it is infinitely more difficult to get them back and to get them reinvigorated than it is just to continue to try and be creative and stay at the level you're at and grow a little bit. You know, we're all acutely aware of the fact that, you know, there's some ballparks open and they they have their moment and then they head right back to where they were. And none of us wants that. You know, we we delight in doing things to get the attention of fans here and across the country. We delight in doing things to get the attention of all of the other teams in minor league baseball and, and, you know, other sports as well. I mean, it's, I, we're competitive. I'm competitive. Um, and I'm also, I just bore easily. So, you know, it's like, if I can't entertain myself, I can't entertain anybody else. And I'm certainly not going to do that if I'm just, you know, resting on my laurels. Well, I loved one of the quotes that I saw earlier today. I believe it was the governor of your state who said, uh, who called your ballpark the most fun one in America. Uh, so, you know, there's some high praise, but also setting the bar pretty high for you guys as well. Well, it is. And, you know, I, one of the things I learned a long time ago when I was, um, when I was with the Pawtucket Red Sox, that, that was my first experience working in minor league baseball. And there was this real atmosphere created there that like everything we were doing was just the, the very pinnacle of the industry and nobody had ever done it before. Nobody had ever done it better. And it took me a couple of years to realize like other people were doing some other stuff too. So the funny thing is that, that now I, I really enjoy sort of creating that environment as well. You know, it, it, everybody who understands the landscape of minor league baseball knows there are a ton of other teams just doing awesome things promotionally. They are great in their communities. They're killing it with fans, but I am, you know, I, I like the hype machine yeah. of what we do here, you know, and I, and I am, I'm very happy to let, um, you know, to to sort of tout ourselves as, as the first and the most and the best and the loudest because I just think it's kind of funny one. Um, and it's not That's untrue, true. too. You know, and, and I want to go back, if you don't mind, to the peanut initiative because I think that, that raised so many eyebrows whenever you all did it. But you all took a stand. And looking back on it, I know there was a lot of backlash, but looking back on it, how successful was that for your franchise? Oh gosh, just tremendously. Um, it 
it is shocking to me now that we have a year's worth of, of proof of concept um, that pretty much every other team in sports isn't, isn't looking at the same thing if they're not. Um, I think this season we had maybe two or three people who grumbled at the concession stands and then bought something else. And it is no word of a lie that I personally met over a hundred families who were there with kids who were going to their first baseball game ever. Um, And that's just me. That's not even everybody else in the organization. We had so many people that I would see on social media posting pictures saying, this is my child's first ever baseball game. And just talking to those families, it was like, I was moved to tears several times. I mean, the hair on my arm stood up several times and you know, it, it was just so incredibly satisfying. And the end result was that we just didn't sell this one thing that you could go home and eat. Nobody's telling you, you can never eat peanut right. skin. You just can't eat them in the ballpark. And as a result of four-year-old girls having her picture taken in, in front of a, you know, a peanut icon with a, a red circle and a line through it because it's her first ever baseball game. Um, and that doesn't even get into the the marketing, the reach, the impressions of the initiative itself. While it was never the the point of it, to date, that entire conversation, that entire initiative has garnered over wow. 1 billion impressions worldwide. It, that which is, is just and, mind-blowing. You know, and you and I talked in San Diego, and, and I'll put a link to that article uh, at the bottom of this article, which contains the podcast. But you and I talked in San Diego at the winter meetings about the business of minor league baseball and how it's evolving and how it's changing and how you've always got to find something new to bring to new fans or to to keep people coming into the ballpark, as you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, most of that really is food and beverage centric. At least it is for us. You know, there we, we do some tweaks and we try and find creative and interesting promotions um, we're always looking for efficiencies in the ballpark, but the area that we have to continue to sprint on is the food and beverage because, you know, increasingly our value to our fans is being a big bar and restaurant where there's entertainment. You know, if we look at the trends and we notice that, you know, fans, especially younger fans, are starting to drink spiked seltzer more than they drink beer, then we need to put more spiked seltzer within reach. You know, if we, if we know that, you know, people really aren't content to just have a hot dog or chicken tenders and what they want is a lobster roll or they want sushi, we need to get lobster roll and sushi. You know, we meet, we need to meet them where they are. So I find increasingly that staying ahead of the curve is, is more important with so the food and beverage side than anything else. So do you all actually between homestands to, to what may be going on in the park based on feedback? We make tweaks at 5 o'clock, 30 minutes before the kids open on a Saturday. Um, you know, I'll tell you, like, anybody that walked this park with us on a game day and during a game would just think we are the most miserable bunch of codgers, you know, because – there were three or four of us, and I mean, all we do is walk around and look for <clears throat> inefficiencies. We can grumble to ourselves about things. We talk about what needs to be different. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, that's not because we appre- don't appreciate how well so much is being done. It's just the way we're built, and I think that's why we continue to be successful. You know, I 
every single day when the gates are open, I'm pretty much at the gates just looking around and trying to find that one thing that's going to draw somebody's attention first that's out of place and move it or, you know, just figure out like, where do we want all these mascots to be when the gates open? You know, we, we've got our, you know, security guys out front who hype up the crowd before the gates open. So everybody cheers at the same time. It's, I mean, the, the, those those little tweaks never stop. I mean, they are just continuous. They'll they'll start the day we open the ballpark after winter, and they won't end until wow. two hours well, after and, the final game. And I know, obviously, ends. you know, surprisingly, there's also baseball on the field too. And and you know, this year was one of those years that we saw just that flood of yard goats kind of make their their presence really felt with the Rockies. And you know, I, I was talking to Ryan McMahon at one point during the season, and he was talking about how that his time in Hartford was so important, his development. And you know, we saw Rico Garcia make the quick rise this year. You know, Brendan Rogers, so many guys who have played in Hartford. What does that do for you as a GM, as well as for those fans up in Hartford to see the guys finally make it to Coors? Well, I, I mean, it's really cool for them. You know, you probably wouldn't be surprised to know that our yeah. Rockies fan base here is pretty small. You know, we're not, we, our parent club isn't, you know, 90 minutes up the road. Um, but there are a group of very passionate fans of the game itself who do come to most of the games. They do get to know these players a little bit and they do enjoy following their careers. You know, for us too, I mean, I, I loved Rico. I I think Rico's the neatest guy because he's so improbable. Um, but then he would just go out there every game and pitch like eight innings and, you know, let up a hit or two. Um, and, you know, and Ryan McMahon too, you know, one of my favorite things about Ryan McMahon was he, whenever I looked at him, he reminded me so much of the opening chapters of Moneyball when they talked about the players yeah. with the good face, you know, I mean, he just looks like a um, a major league baseball player. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of pride for us. And, you know, I, one of the things I tell people who aren't really up on this sort of thing is that we are very fortunate that the Rockies are so committed to development and that they're not an organization that is quicker to just go out and buy players or trade away players, because then our fans do have the benefit of looking at the Rockies. And after only five years of affiliation, yeah. half the guys on that team, they saw you know, and, and you don't get to say the same thing yeah, as, and if you're a fan a of some point. other and I know team. Sometimes fans in, in the Denver area get frustrated about, you know, the draft and development process and everything else. But it's important to show the, the effort that you all are putting in at the minor league level to make a difference for those players whenever they do reach course. Yeah. And you know what? It, it It's a it's a double edged attack because, you know, they're the, the guys we had this year, Warren Schaefer, Lee Stevens, Steve Merriman, who unequivocally my favorite coaching staff I have ever worked with um, in any of my years of minor league baseball. Um, they built the baseball side. I don't I, I don't get into it all. They they did what they had to do. They developed these guys. But more importantly, they created this culture that um, that that team down there was the best bunch of guys I've ever had the pleasure of working with. I mean, not only were the, the guys on the team and the coaching staff quick and willing to volunteer for this or this or that, or go to the children's hospital or go to this yeah. event in the community, they were all just nice guys. You know, we had more front office player interaction this year than I've ever seen before in my years of minor league baseball. Every time you pass somebody in the hallway, you see them on the field, they said hello, they smiled, shake hands. Um, 
And, and that's kind of unusual. Usually there's this huge divide. Um, and then for us, what, what I see is our responsibility to them is we yeah. put them in a ballpark in a club that feels big league. We treat every single one of them like they are big leaguers. Um, and then hopefully if yeah, and when and, they and get I there, will they mention that's remember one thing us that, uh, Ryan told me uh, during our interview is that like the strength and conditioning, you know, it was the same thing no matter what level he was at. You know, whenever he got to Denver, it was the same thing he was already doing in Hartford. It was that that it had already been pushed down and how he felt like it was really big league, even, you know, at the double A level and how impressive that that was. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, this was a tough season for Rockies fans and, and they didn't end up where they wanted to. But I think the last couple of seasons speak volumes about, you know, that consistency and that work and the way that they've developed these guys who can compete. So and then last hopefully next year we we'll see them right back up. in the playoffs. So your again. focus between now, late October, whenever we're talking, and the winter meetings uh, coming up in, in December, what's kind of your big focus? Um, well, it's a couple of things right now. I mean, it, again, it is a business, so it's working with our uh, sponsors, our business sponsors at the ballpark, getting them all tied up so we can activate their com- campaigns after the new year. Um, building our promotional schedule, um, that is a, a big um, thing that takes a lot of time and resource. We're trying to put together a promotional schedule next year that really fills the gap on those 15 to 20 games that we're having trouble selling out because we are hyper-focused on selling out an entire season, however improbable that may be. So we're doing a lot of work on the promotion side, the marketing side, um, you know, the sponsorship side, and that's really your fall. You know, what, once you go to winter meetings, once you come back from the new year, it's all execution. You know, you're setting up those final dominoes, and then you will just spend six months knocking them down and you know, back to the tweaking analogy, you know, at some point that the domino chain is going to stop because you put one off kilter. You just got to. Well, Mike, move, hey, move I, I know you're slammed. Set, I appreciate you taking again. a few minutes to talk to me and all the Rocky fans out there. I know we all look, uh, look in the distance, see how Hartford is doing and keep up with you. And I'm looking forward to getting up there for a game actually this year. So that'll be great. Well, thanks for your time, Mike, and thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of the Roxpile Rockies Report. Make sure you check us out at roxpile.com. We will be at the winter meetings covering the latest news from there, as well as everything that happens in the offseason, whether it's minor leagues or major leagues. You can get your Rockies coverage at roxpile.com. And as always, we say go Roxpile, go Rockies, and hey, go Yard Goats too. Rockies coverage at roxpile.com. And as always, we say go Roxpile, go Rockies, and hey, Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.